0: Jay what's going on hello welcome back everybody yeah I didn't even say welcome back to them I said welcome back to you that's annoying hey guys how's it going how's it hanging how's it hanging <laughs> sometimes I just think that you and I literally sit here in our bedrooms and just like talk to ourselves and then I remember there oh yeah there's a couple people out there who listen so hello. <laughs> a couple
1: people we do talk to ourselves anyways yeah
0: I do that all all day. <laughs> ridiculous I do
1: that at work so much when I'm repeating stuff
0: but are you the type of person that like talks out loud though or are you all in your head well I definitely talk to myself in my head but
1: if I talk out loud to myself it's usually like very quiet and like mm-hmm. not being
0: strange about it you know oh yeah see I'm my opposite um I literally just start talking probably at like a normal volume normal pace and there'll be somebody like in the same room and they'll be like what'd you say I'm like, what? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I, mean, wasn't, I definitely wasn't talking know. to you. I'm talking to one of the five voices in my head. Well, yeah.
1: why don't we just catch everybody up on last week? If you don't mind, I'll go ahead and do that, I guess. For sure. That was the Drew Robinson story episode. We talked all about his- Heavy. It was good. I think we needed to do that, but we talked about Drew Robinson and his mental health journey and how he has come back from that and is- Doing much much better than he was this time last year. We also talked about Barstools Let Them Play initiative, which was
0: successful. Chef's kiss, they killed it. They okay. killed it. Yeah. And speaking of, um, just to kind of highlight that, mm-hmm. getting into to some of the topics we want to talk about this week, um, the Let Them Play Classic, huge success. Absolutely, yeah. Chef's kiss. Way to go. Hats off to the Barstool people, as always, and Riggs and Erica and all of them. Um, I don't know if you watched any of it. I, I watched through a lot of like the Instagram live stories. Those folks yeah. freaking rip their drivers. I mean, <laughs> spot on and made me feel so much worse about my golf game, which I already am like an eh, I, you know, on a really? scale of like one to 10, I'm like an eh. So like a e- <laughs> yeah. So I love that. You just called herself trash. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, they did really well. The university of North Texas, they captured those top prizes. So again, they did. That was exciting. Um, Yeah, some more exciting announcements that came up this last week was USA Baseball. They uh, brought out their Olympic qualifying roster. They threw that on the Twitterverse, which was cool. Um, Includes a lot of vets like Matt Kemp and Todd Frazier, you know, good old Todd father. Right. Um, Also has a lot of baseball prospects on the list. So they really do. Yeah, they they've uh they've got a guy on the Rays, Joe Ryan for the Rays and then they have Tristan Casas for the Boston. So
1: Oh yeah. And what's so funny is it's like we've got minor league guys playing, oh basically in the
0: Olympics and we're still going to wipe the floor. And they still are getting paid 5 cents. Like yeah, that's the real kicker. <laughs> playing alongside guys with like 12 million dollars a year. Yeah,
1: no kidding. It's like nuts. Put some respect on their name.
0: Some R E S P C T, which we really, <laughs> we've all been told maybe once or twice in our lifetime mind our manners, respect our elders, fall right. in line, you know, do all of the things. And the greatest American pastime of baseball is no stranger to tradition and rules, right? Yes. Within the last, I would say maybe two to three years, I think the world has really come to see that there's a revolution brewing in the major leagues where younger, newer guys are coming in who crush multiple home runs and strike out 10 plus guys in a game. They're really starting to take over the game and make it absolutely not apologizing
1: for it anymore.
0: Exactly. And they shouldn't just like they should. Yeah. You know, some of the older generation, they would definitely call out and say, you know, this is disrespectful. Um, I'm sitting here calling it absolutely necessary so (laughs) we like to clash there at that point you know for example baseball world went nuts yet again this last week Yerman Mercedes the DH for the White Sox were swinging on 3-0 pitch and smoked a bomb when the White Sox were up by 11 Runs in the yeah. night. Okay, you're mm-hmm. up that much. You have a position player into pitch. We've been on the other end of that before. So mm-hmm. within last year and this year, we were just explaining it how we had the blow up about Tony Larusa, yeah. and the fact that roles are reversed and now we're in the power position at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it just it, it didn't make sense why he wouldn't do that on like a forty something, like a high forty mile per hour ball, like throwing. Yes. Yeah stupid
1: so, so stupid. you're you're all for him doing I, what he did,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely, right? And obviously, team manager, former corpse of the decade, by the way, Tony Larusa had a strong opinion against the decision. Absolutely, verbally disagreed to the media, mm. for the whole world to hear. Okay, there's a hundred percent a fine line. I get it between respecting mm-hmm. your coaching staff, following every little thing that they say or do. Mm-hmm. And then there's a natural born instinct. We, we talked right. about this when playing the game, you know how to play. Like right. you are born to do that. You've been trained to do that your entire life. How are you going to hold back? Like that's a really hard habit to break. And this exact same conversation, which we had about Fernando Tatis Jr. last year, mm-hmm. where the kid swung on a 3-0, crushed a home run, and then turned around and apologized. Yeah, like, We told him not to. And yeah. this year, he's hitting bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb and literally dancing at third base every time he comes around to round it and come home right yeah and then you
1: saw that uh the commercial that he was on for i think it's probably like it's a video game where he's like i'm not apologizing anymore this is the new baseball i'm like
0: (laughs) absolutely he took some pointers from some other guys who have probably been in for maybe like three to four years right who are like right oh, don't apologize for that like things are changing we're able to do this now like whatever so you know he's he's done a complete 180 mm-hmm. we love to see that mm-hmm. now Yerman on the other hand didn't apologize good stuck true to his roots and was like this is just who I am I'm I'm gonna keep doing it like whatever yeah. he wasn't being disrespectful necessarily but he was like right. I'm just doing me I'm playing the game basically yeah and you know a lot of those guys on the team like they do have respect for the coaches. However, they are full-grown men. They a lot of them come from like the Dominican Republic, Venezuela. Exactly. Like, just this has a lot care. to do with it. They get up. They're culturally like playing the game the way mm-hmm. that they have been forever. They get up to the plate and they just swing as hard as they can, swing for the fences every single time, and hopefully it connects. And it usually does. And when it does connect, it goes four hundred and seventy-five feet. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, about that. Sorry.
1: It's it's crazy because these guys we have to look at it culturally and i think that's a really good point to make because i don't want to be dramatic but this is life or death for a lot of them if they don't make it now they are going back to literally the streets dirty roads like houses that are shanties like this is they're supporting all this family by doing this so the fact that somebody would tell him not to swing when that's his paycheck I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's already probably going to be AL rookie of the year. I mean. Oh, yeah. That out there. And it just really sucks. I mean, it's good news that the White Sox teammates, like, they audibly had Yearman's back. The collective group obviously hates and clashes with Tony LaRusso's management decisions Mm -hmm. and style Mm -hmm. so far. And I just think there's a real issue when the manager consistently is calling for public ridicule and punishment of one of his own players. Right. So that's where you have to turn around and go, okay, yes, there's respect up the chain, but there also needs to be in turn respect down the chain as well for a new guy coming right. into a ball club. That's a lot of those guys have been playing together for years. They have a really good dynamic. They're trying right. to as they say as their tagline, change the game and you're not getting yeah. on board with it. So that sucks. I mean, I think it has to be
1: like, I like you, how you said the respect has to kind of go both ways but my opinion, I guess on the whole situation, because I was heated texting you and then more information came in later. I got even more jacked up about it, but he said how Tony Larusa. he said it was disrespectful to the other team. You have to look at it from your own team's perspective and not what everybody else is looking at you. Have you, have you never heard Tony? Sorry. Have you never heard of Uh, (laughs) self-respect because this is this is the whole situation okay it's more disrespectful to you and your own team for not playing a hundred percent 100 percent of the time right you need to give it all we've had this discussion before when we talked about tatis was it last year when we kind of discussed this briefly and the fact that you went back the next day after things had started to cool off and basically say your player deserved to get hit Dude, you got to get the hell out of there, Tony. Like you are just, you look so ignorant right now. Yeah. No wonder your team's going to lose respect for you. You deserve to have no respect. You have to either change with the game or retire and let somebody else take over the job. Yeah. Not only did you as a manager, you got a DY Y five minutes before you came to Chicago. Now you're, now you're straight up disrespecting your team and not right. supporting you support your team no matter what whether right. they're right or wrong in this situation, because now guess what? It opens the door for other teams to take full advantage of you and knowing that, Oh, there's some internal stuff going on. Let's expose them. Let's embarrass them. Let's do something. Right. It's like the white Sox are and Tony La Russa has one of the best teams in baseball right now. Top one, top two floating in that position. You don't want to cause any type of trouble for your guys. You don't want to lose respect. I mean,
0: that's where, I guess I'm just confused on that. Like why, if they were literally bottom of the barrel right now, mm-hmm. sucking, like, okay, you turn them around and you say, yeah, it's a learning curve right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe we take them back and we, you know, show them some, some unwritten rules. Okay. Right. You turn around and we're just were a jackass about it. So yeah. I still hate you and everybody else does. And yeah. Yeah. R.E.S.P. Find some.
1: Like we talked about like that, this whole type of situation before and. I don't know. It's just, it's just very frustrating and it's really embarrassing for Tony and the team.
0: Well, especially when it's such an explosive season right now, like there's so many Mm -hmm. good things to be on the lookout for and to be celebrating and the amount of eyeballs that are now getting onto the tvs watching baseball or right. going to games even just to be mm-hmm. in the atmosphere if you don't like it, if you don't care about it, if you don't like watching it whatever you just go to baseball games because it's such an amazing season to be watching across the board right
1: only because you and i have been so shocked and impressed with mlb pitching this first two months these no-nos are absolutely wild like just watching them on TV is really powerful feeling, you know, just freaking imagine the absolute, absolute shot of adrenaline that you and I would get. Like if we were in the stadium, just imagine, I think I would freaking lose my mind.
0: I think going back on the statistics on how many there are so far this year and the record that they're about to break. I know uh-huh. that they're going to break this year. I just, I don't see how, whatever game we choose to go to, there's a very, very good chance we might see a no hitter. <laughs> what you just pick one on the calendar you might see a no hitter
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean just seriously like jesus take the wheel like take me here and now while i'm like ahead we've peaked that would be we would just we would not know how to function i mean we typically like you and i of course record on tuesday nights and episodes come out on thursdays so basically this means within the next day or so like we might have four more no hitters with the way things are going, like we
0: record if that happens,
1: but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, as of today, yes. Um, during filming, we've had six no hitters this season. That's literally six. I mean, it feels like every few days we, we have another one and it's yeah. become a common feeling this season when it shouldn't feel normal. Like this is not normal. Like this is not normal. It just happens that this year, is the number zero this is the year this is a juicy zero year it is. Um, it is like i said i mean six have been thrown sass we started off with joe musgrove and the padres of course versus the rangers on wow. april the 9th yep which i i got to see live on tv and i was girl cool. i was feeling pretty electric cool. i was yeah. feeling pretty psyched then not even a week later your white Sox, mm. your chicago white Sox. Yes, Carlos Rodon against Cleveland on the 14th. We had to wait. We had to wait, Sass, after that one. Quote, all hope was lost. Then on May 5th, (laughs) Orioles John Means, no-nos the Mariners. Two days later, two Reds' Wade Miley popped Cleveland with their second no-no loss.
0: Second already. I feel like nobody even remembers that one you know what i mean like there's been so many i know like, that poor it, man. you're reminding me of one and i'm like oh crap the reds did have one <laughs> like yeah nuts. yeah it's because we're having one every five minutes i mean
1: that one was yeah. followed by spencer turnbull of the tigers again yes again versus seattle on the eight 18th mm-hmm. uh, lastly and most recently yankees Corey kluber yet again against the rangers on may 19th mm-hmm. one day yes. after wade miley's no-no Yes. One day. I mean, just looking at some facts here, Sass, we can't take away from any of the pitching. That's not the point. We can't take away from that. But it kind of sort of like definitely looks like it's a worse situation for the teams that couldn't get a hit against the arms. Okay. So right. your team gets no hit once in the year. That's wild. Okay. That's, that's beyond belief. Clearly the pitching is on point. But when it happens twice for your team in a season, that's some, yeah, that's a good thing for that. She's giving showing all her teeth like, yikes. That's some serious unwanted attention. It's dangerous. It's scary. And no one is at that point, nobody's safe on your team. Mm -hmm. All six of the no-nos, they were distributed evenly at two apiece between Cleveland, the Rangers, and the Mariners. Now that is not good, my friend. That's super sad. (laughs) I was thinking it's it's really crazy because Cleveland's not bad. Yeah, I mean they're not terrible. They're not the (laughs) Mariners. Wait a wait a a second. I mean the Mariners are trash, and the Rangers are not good. Uh But the but Cleveland? I don't
0: know. It could have been just really bad luck. It could have been.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know at that point. That's why I was like after two, it's like hmm. But to tell you anything about how rare this actually is, uh, the MLB. Their record for no hitters in an entire season is seven. That's an entire season. We're only two months in. Two months in! Two, and we have six. I mean, that's on pace to obviously shatter the record any moment, even before the All-Star break. If, and I emphasize if this pace continues, if you want to do the math, we could have 18 no-nos by the end of the season,
0: which would be absurd. It would be ridiculous and that's not going to happen. However, yeah, I mean, the Sox almost had a perfect game this year. There was another perfect game watch that both, right. got, both got broken. That would have been eight already. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? Eight yeah, really yeah, fantastic. that would have been perfect. Games. Two, perfects, two perfects and <laughs> six no nos. So I, I'm i feeling Bauer might get one. I'm feeling Otani's got to be close oh to you know, get some at some point. Like it, it just. There's no way it's not going to happen. I already yeah. manifested this. Like, we're we're probably going to be done by the time that the record's broken, but we definitely are going to be vocal about that. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, I was going to share with you that you already know. You went ahead and told me, but Rodon and Musgrove and Kluber, they were all only one batter away from a perfect game. Yeah. That's three of the six were almost perfect games. I mean, the question is, though, like, Why? Why is this happening? How is this happening? Is this more of a batter issue or is this Ooh. a pitching plus? Yes. <laughs> who, who does this lean towards? And I I have three potential topics of contention, I guess, for this. Okay. And I'll try right. and make this as quick as possible. You're good. You know by now my basic and number one theory on why this is happening. And it's, it is the rest, the rest, the rest that pitchers got throughout the 2020 extended offseason and – shortened season I mean I won't go crazy about it because obviously we mentioned this before plenty of times but these bodies finally got a chance to rest the rest well for the first time in their entire adult lives really they were able to heal replenish basically the 2020 season kind of felt like an exp- extended spring training I don't know if you're kind of in the same boat with yeah. that
0: yeah I agree so with that.
1: so their bodies they didn't take as much of a beating they were all fresh coming into 2021 and then mm-hmm. think about the other end of it did Batters get too much rest mm-hmm. and have come into 2021 rusty. Now, another reason and a hot topic, I guess, of conversation is the physical changes to the baseball. Now, I don't begin to truly know, I guess, or understand what they actually changed or how, you know, how it changes the way pitchers throw, et cetera, et cetera. But Regardless, there were changes made to the baseball and players and coaches acknowledge that. So flight of ball is different. Less balls are, you know, going out. So sure, we're seeing significantly less bombs this year, which it doesn't even feel like it, I guess, because we didn't ha- basically have a season last year. So it's like, uh, we'll take whatever we can get. It feels like a lot of bombs. Absolutely. <laughs> and finally, the general public loves heavy offense, a lot of bombs, a lot of the good stuff. And on my end, I don't think many people truly understand the mental game that baseball is strategy is everything. The people that don't get that, that say baseball is boring, boring, which they're insane. And that drives me nuts to hear people say that mm-hmm. I could go on all day, but I will, I will not today. We'll back there. To, <laughs> I know I got to get back to my point. I get going on rants back to my point. Those people with that offensive mindset value home run, the home runner bust approach, which essentially devalues base hits doubles and triples. They want instant gratification. They want runs on the board. And regardless of batting averages across major league baseball, they're very low in comparison to previous years. But like I said, it doesn't feel like that, but
0: no, it's not
1: a great sign moving forward. There's less hitting for contact and more swinging for the fences. And it's hard to tell why that's happening without having any real information, so hopefully we'll end up getting more information and perspective as you know time goes on. And I know my, my feeling and I love seeing a no-no. It's beautiful, but I also have the feeling that going, I, I go back and forth, I guess, deciding on whether I think it's more of a pitching plus or if it's a batting issue. I guess it kind of depends on if this continues next year. Um, yeah. But really though, I'm just excited to see it happen because overall it's, it's a rarity. Let's look into it. It's a rarity. It is. And I'm, I'm psyched. I'm psyched for that to happen.
0: Well, you ain't the only one, honey. I think a lot of people are right behind you sure. for that. So we join them in being excited for Major League Baseball. <laughs> Go figure.
1: I mean, being excited, being exciting, there's a lot There's a lot happening right now because we just had another major tournament. So, and the ma- yes. major tournament for people that are listening is obviously a golf tournament. So it, I had to bring in a golfer for our MVP of the week.
0: Thank God. Dun, dun, dun. If you didn't, I was going to. It is.
1: Yeah, right. It is fifty-year-old, fifty-year-old Phil Mickelson, which I think is aging backwards because he looks better now than he did like five years ago.
0: He does, and he's like always (laughs) in the sun. So how are you not a wrinkly tiny little raisin right now? I mean he's gotta
1: be. We just don't see him (laughs) (laughs) close. I mean, he said in post-tournament interview that he hits bombs. Like obviously. Dude, that's sick. He is the oldest major champion in golf history and his last major win was in 2013 which is bonkers it's
0: it's been some time yeah it's been some time oh shout did out we, to Phil man yeah did you end up watching any of that or no i saw clips of it i was at work most did of the time did you see the the like the very last hole where <laughs> Him and brooks kapka were literally having to walk oh, through I love of people because people were jumping over the ropes and like following him to the like they were swallowing him it literally looks side by side the exact same thing to tiger woods where he was he yeah. followed by those mounds of people it was the exact same thing so that was people was don't know how crazy. to act dude yeah we watched it it was fun
1: well that's basically what we're gonna be all summer because we're let out of our cage so we don't know how to act
0: literally and all animals <laughs> After
1: Animal
0: oh boy is that no, no. A crazy chicken? No, no. <laughs> no, no. I didn't realize you could bath. go up that high. You squawk like a chicken. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, if
1: anybody has comments to say regarding anything we talk about, our attitudes, if I need to shut the
0: hell up <laughs> please they know yeah,
1: where please, to go <laughs> yeah, please leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm site it's free you don't need an account go ahead and follow us on our social medias couple of catches our twitter at couple of catches and both of our instagrams at Avery J. Nichols and at caitlin underscore sass
0: mm, i love when you say my name <laughs> thank Ew, you free <laughs> chill out <laughs> okay all right. sorry sick All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us Yeah. episode 16. Fun. Fun things. Love
1: that. Well, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning
0: in. We will catch you on the flip. (laughs) Okay, bye. bye.